Climate change, poverty, mental health, young people and adults face a world of constant change. It's the connections we make, innovations and education that come together to help us make a difference. Welcome to the power of young people to change the world. In this program, we bring together leaders that share stories designed to inspire you to serve, learn, and change the world. Now, here's your host, Amy Muirs. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to The Power of Young People to Change the World. I'm Amy Muirs. I'm the host, and I'm here every Thursday on Voice America Empowerment Radio, where together we explore how young people are using their ideas, creativity, and passion to shape a better world, and how educators can utilize the power of service learning to redesign education. Um, This show is really designed for young people and their adult mentors, wherever they are, school, after-school programs, nonprofits, so they can share their stories, their passion, and their voices and how they're making positive change in the world. And our guests today are absolutely doing that. They have an inspiring mission. They are trying to provide their community with a safe place to skate, bike, and be active, no matter what your age um, and what your ability level is. And so they're looking um, to really create a place for their community. Um, the Lunenburg, Lunenburg Skate Park Project um, was born out of a school-sponsored Genius Hour program. So we're going to learn more about that, I'm sure. Um, so these students came together and conceived this amazing plan. So uh, Genius Hour, it's a movement that allows students to explore their own passion and it encourages creativity in the classroom. Um, and it provides students a choice in what they learn during um a set period of time in the school. So again, we're going to take a deeper dive into that. Our guests are going to talk about it today. Um, so here with me is Griffin, Aiden, Chris, and Mason. Um, we're going to hear all about their amazing, all about the amazing things these young leaders are doing and working on. But before we jump into that, I would love to have each of you introduce yourselves to our listeners. And again, just welcome to the show. Um, Griffin, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? and what you're doing when you're not working on your project? Uh, hi, I'm Griffin Cayozo. I'm currently a junior at Lindenburg High School. Um, other than skateboarding, uh, I play two sports, lacrosse and soccer. I also snowboard during the winter when I'm not working on the skate park project. Um, outside of that, I, I enjoy lifting regularly. I'm also the class president um, at Lindenburg. And I'm also skateboarding as as much as I can. Very active lifestyle there, Griffin. <laughs> That's awesome. And student government, which is really cool. Um, Aiden, how about you? Uh, my name is Aiden Moore. I'm all, I also go to Lunenburg High School. Um, outside of the skateboard project, I also play lacrosse and I do golf. Uh, I enjoy lifting as well. Um, I'm part of National Honor Society, and I also try and skate as much as I can. That's awesome. Thanks so much, Aiden. Um, Mason, how about you? Um, Outside of my time working with the skate park, I love to uh, play other sports like soccer and basketball. And as you heard, the other two guys that introduced themselves, they also play lacrosse. So they convinced me to join them for this season, which I'm really looking forward to. Awesome. Um, I'm a student at Lunenburg High School with them. We're all juniors. And I just uh, I try to lead an active lifestyle, keep uh, keep in shape and just leading a healthy life. Great. Thank you, Mason. Um, I hear a common theme through for you guys here. It's <laughs> awesome. How about you, Chris? Uh, yeah, my name is Chris Rowan. As you know, I'm also a junior at Lunenburg High School. And so outside of the project, I like to do things like run track and playing soccer. I also participate in group lifts with a lot of my friends. And I don't actually skateboard myself, but like I've been part of the project and inspired to see where it's brought us so far. That's awesome. Um, I have no idea what a group lift is, Chris. 
what is well i just mean like i usually whenever i go lift i like i always bring friends with me to like motivate me and push me to do better oh is that like lifting weights yeah okay thank you (laughs) i'm sorry sorry. i'm like i don't know what that is (laughs) that's all good so griffin i'm hoping you can really tell us about this skate park project like what is it and how did it start So the project actually started, um, as you mentioned earlier, from Genius Hour, um, where back in, I think, the seventh grade now, so almost like four or five years ago, um, our school implemented a program where once a week, every Tuesday, we would have an hour to work on anything, absolutely anything that we were interested in. And um, our group, uh, originally consisting of six members, um, it had no purpose. We we were just wandering around like these crazy ideas. We had an infomercial website at one point. And then another idea we had was to make a rom-com for some reason. Um, and <laughs> we, we, we quickly realized that these ideas would do nothing they they would just be a waste of time for both us and the program so we we thought to ourselves what can we do to make the town better and at the time we just all started skateboarding and we we all got into it and we quickly realized that there is no place in town to skateboard Um, The only legal place being the literal side of the road, being as most of the like area around us is owned by school property, which has a strict no skateboarding rule. Mm -hmm. So we decided that uh, a logical thing to do would be build a skate park. Um, And then we took that idea and we brought it over to my house where one day after school, we were all talking about it. And my dad overheard our conversation and he said, go build it. And like, we kind of all thought to ourselves, like we can't build a skate park. That's crazy. It's, (laughs) it's too much work for like the five of us. And, um, he actually took a big leadership role. He's now the president of the skate park project. And ever since then we've been, Hauling along, we we started in the group projects on our like our Chromebooks on a, a computer like 3D modeling, making like a cement area with a few obstacles that we had in mind, and then that quickly transformed to talking to real skate park designers and getting these real layouts and real plans, and it, it's all just grown so fast and so immensely, and it, it's been. It's been really inspiring. That's amazing. I love, well, one way to go dad, right? Like do it, right? It's like, that's amazing support. Um, but then to actually be able to engage with real experts to say, you know, like to bring this to life, that is, that's so cool. Um, I would love to hear, um, um, Aiden, like what, need did you see that inspired you to create this project for your community kind of like more what's your community like (laughs) sure so um around the time that we started the project we're um not we weren't like really into skateboarding but i'd say we were just starting to pick it up and like realize it was fun originally we were like we just used like penny boards which are just like uh tiny plastic boards with very cheap wheels (laughs) Um, but we had fun. Uh, so as we started to like get better, we, like Griffin said, we were getting kicked out of places and we had like nowhere to skate. Um, the ground around like the school is really rough and it's from experience, it's pretty painful to fall on. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) yeah. So, uh, Uh, And we've even been told to go skate in, like, a main street, which is, like, technically the only truly legal place to go. So we uh, thought that this could be uh, a good outreach to try and get better and find um, a place to skate. There was also, like, older kids in the community who had been skating for a while before us. And I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I kind of looked up to them. So I thought it would be cool to try and get better at skateboarding. 
And um, well, they eventually like joined the project, but uh, I think now some of the motivation um, I have is just like to try and be that person that I looked up to when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, our in our community now, like uh, I'd say, um, it's really growing with skateboarders. Uh, it's not. It, I'd say it used to be like very very limited but uh it's like we've been done like events where we've had kids come out for lessons and we've just seen people skating around i really think it's on the rise in lunenburg that's awesome i love that you've invited like the the little kids to come and learn from you all because it sounds obviously you taught yourselves you're advocating for this space where people can come together and then yeah you have you know the folks that you looked up to and now you're you're that for these little the little um kids in your in your neighborhood that's awesome um we do have to take a quick break that segment went really fast so when we return we'll continue our conversation with the team from the lunenburg skate park project so stay with us on the power of young people to change the world we'll be right back Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. For nearly 40 years, the Minnesota-based National Youth Leadership Council has worked globally to transform classrooms, empower teachers, and captivate students by leading the way in providing high-quality, dynamic service learning content to school districts, classrooms, after-school programs, and everything in between. NYLC accelerates student achievement by strengthening academic, civic, and character outcomes through service learning. They tap into the passion, creativity, and ingenuity of all young people to make meaningful change happen. NYLC offers a variety of paths to reach service learning excellence through membership, its annual spring national service learning conference, customized professional development, tools, resources, and soon to be released, getting started in service learning. A book designed for teachers ready to lead the way to address real world issues with all young people, inspiring them to serve, learn, change the world. Visit NYLC lc.org to learn more today it's your world motivate change succeed voiceamericaempowerment.com listening to the power of young people to change the world with Amy Muirs. To find out more about Amy and the National Youth Leadership Council, please visit nylc.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. Um, I'm here today with the team from the Lunenburg Skate Park Project, and we're talking about the amazing um, work that they're doing to build a safe space in their community where um, everyone can enjoy wheeled sports. And so, Chris, I want to come back um, to you and find out more about, like, why are you passionate about this project? What inspires you about it? So one thing you might find surprising is that I don't actually skateboard myself. I've been friends with these guys since like, as long as I can remember. And we all kind of thought that we wanted to do something together. So when we together, so when we started the skate park project, to me, it's mostly about inspiring others to learn that they can do something in their town. And I just like the skateboarding community and it would be a nice spot to skate and learn how to skate for me if we had the skate park in our town. That's awesome. Um, yeah, sometimes, you know, if, if we don't have the facilities, you know, there's no place to learn. So that's wonderful. And it sounds like you guys kind of grew up together. So that's that's really neat. Um, Griffin, how about you? What inspired you to get involved and what need did you see that you wanted to address? So as I mentioned earlier, um, something that was very apparent in the town was that there is no safe place for people to both learn how to skateboard and to skateboard. Like I, I was seeing little kids on like scooters and bikes on the side of the road, just in, in places that they, they should not be in. And it was clear that they needed somewhere that they could go practice their skills and have a, have a safe community in the town that supported and could help them grow. 
and um, it, it was also um, the the lack of skateboarders in the town, like due to not having a facility to skateboard at. Um, it was clear that the reason that there was like such little growth in the sport of skateboarding was because that there was no facility. I, I knew um, more, like at least more than like 10 people that have talked to me about skateboarding and said that they wanted to learn how to skateboard, but they didn't want to go learn on like the side of the road. And I, I understood that it's not uh, a safe and fun environment. Um, you don't feel like you're in a safe area. And uh, it's it's a lot harder to learn when you don't have somewhere that you feel safe in. Absolutely. And um, like I was said earlier, I'm sure like the side of the road is not exactly the safest place to fall down on either. It's like between the rocks and the gravel and everything else. So not to mention the cars and the semis and every, you know, yeah, definitely not a safe space. Um, how about you, Mason? What how did you come to the project and why is it important to you? Um, I've known these guys as long as I can remember, just like Chris said, and I got the idea of this project at the same time as them just skating with them through the town. Um, in the seventh grade, which is when we started this project in which we had genius hour, I was actually not in the same class as them. And so it took some convincing for me to be able to uh, get my teacher to allow me to do this project with them in school. And so ever since that started, we've been working together for, I guess, five years now almost. And, um, we've, uh, we've come so far and it's just really important to me because I like seeing a difference that we can make. And it's great to, um, spend time with my friends while doing it because it's less of just, it doesn't always feel like work when you're with your friends, you know, it's like mm -hmm. we may be making a positive impact on our town, but I'm having a fun time while doing it. So I think that's a great benefit of working with a project that you're passionate about with people that you, uh, you really care for. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, when things don't actually feel like work, it definitely makes it a little, little easier to, to uh, tackle some of the challenges that come along with something like this. Aiden, the same question to you. Why is this important? For me, I think it's, um, well, at this point, uh, I think it's important because there's a lot of people counting on us. Um, we've had, even just the other day, me and Griffin were skating, or me, Griffin, and Mason were skating, and this elderly lady came up to us, and she was asking when the skate park was going to be done and just saying how impressive it was. So I think um, it would be nice to just see how many people, or it's nice to see how many people are looking at us and saying, or and thinking, when is this going to be done? I think it would be nice to... Um, uh, finally uh, see it through and they can look at it and see Lunenburg has accomplished something pretty great. That's awesome. Um, so another question for you, Aiden, is like, how are you engaging other young people in this work and kind of how has it evolved since you first started? Um, so we're always trying to get people from our school to join like uh, we've had a couple, but it's like um, it's kind of hard because at this point uh, it's it's hard to jump on to something that's already been going for so long. But we're always trying to get more people involved. Like um, we have like we do toll booths in the middle of town where uh, we just try and have as many of our friends and people from our school to come out and help. Um, but there's also been a lot more like really young kids getting involved. Um and I think that we're just trying to pass it on to the next generation. Um, at this point, I think the project has become more for Lunenburg rather than just for us. Because um, after we leave and go off to college, we need someone else to look at it. So we're really just trying to get as many people involved as possible so the skate park can continue to thrive. That's awesome. Griffin, do you have um, anything you would add around that, around engaging young people um, and, and some of the changes you've noticed since you first started? 
Absolutely. Um, as for growth in the sport, we started doing a learn to skateboard day. We started last year and it was free to sign up, free to free to come. And all that we asked was that you bring a helmet and even you didn't even need to bring a board. We supplied boards. Um, we did prizes. We did fun stuff like that and it was 30 minute sessions you'd come in and there was six of us teaching um i think we had i i can't remember if i said this already but we had um over 50 people come in uh like little kids who have never stepped on a board before and um it, it was a great day because it really helped uh, like helped to show all of us that this park isn't like at all about us uh, like um because at first it, when we started it we just were trying to think of something that we wanted but at, the, at this point in the project we've realized that this is for the future this is for the upcoming generations of skateboarders and we're hoping that um this park is gonna inspire someone hopefully local to to become a great skateboarder or a great biker great bmx rider um because that'd be awesome that's amazing um <laughs> just th even picturing 50 little kids on skateboards is it's pretty pretty amazing and what a great way i love how um basically i mean you that movement from this was a project for us to now it's truly something that will it's about the community and you guys have made it something that's about the community um chris i'm hoping you can tell us a little bit more about this genius our program kind of I know this is where your project was born out of but like what um what do other like what is it and what do what do students do during this genius hour yeah so genius hour was a new idea I believe when we were in seventh grade where all the students got one hour a week to work on essentially anything that they wanted to that they were interested or interested in or wanted to learn more about and so I'm not sure. I think our project, I don't think it's still a project that's going on in the school because our project was like the biggest thing in Genius Hour. We even got offered to present our findings like to our grade, I think, at one point, but we didn't end up, end up doing it. And as Griffin said earlier, originally we we didn't know what we wanted to do. We fumbled between a lot of different ideas like infomercials and movies. And when we came across the idea for the skate park, we never imagined it would be this big. Yeah, that's, well, when you find something, everyone, you know, when people can see something come to life, you know, I can see how this grew into something larger than you thought it would ever become. Um, Mason, how about you? Anything you would add about this, this Genius Hour program? Yeah, I think the reason that Genius Hour was so important to the success of our product uh, project was because it gave us like a separate space to work productively and efficiently. And I find personally that that's so much more helpful when like doing anything to be able to have this space where you kind of just walking into the area, you're, you're ready, you're locked in, you're, you're, uh, you're ready to pump out some work. And it also great, uh, gave us a great opportunity to like, I say, I say network, like we're a business, but to network with teachers and students students and all the people that were in the middle school and the high school at the time to kind of get them involved or to talk to them about potential fundraisers. And I think it was a big help just to be able to push our project along and give us that boost that we needed right at the start. Yeah, that's amazing that your school um, like set up this this dedicated time for you to have the freedom to like think outside the box, right? And come up with things that that you want to do and you want to focus on. And what an amazing place that you guys landed. Um, I would love to hear, Griffin, if you could share, you know, just what kind kind of support you got for this project, you know, from teachers or community um, partners, kind of who are they and how have they helped? So from the start, we have had a lot of support from the community. Um, when we first pitched the idea um, to our teachers and my, my father, they, they all thought it was a great idea. They thought it was awesome that we wanted to do something to help the community and just see the community grow. And um, from there, we went over to the 
the parks and rec department. Um, we practiced for, I think around a month, we practiced, um, talking about this one slideshow we worked on and it was me and Ada Moore. And we, I, I kid you not, we would practice for a whole month to give one presentation <laughs> in front of a board of three members just to get their approval. And it, it went through like with flying colors. It went awesome. They were blown away. And we are still working with them today about um, the final location and the final like final um, details about the park. And we also from there took the same presentation and presented in front of our board of selectmen, um, which is now the select board. And they they were also blown away. Um, I think it was six or seven people on the board. And at the first first presentation we went to, we were um, granted a location to put the park, um, which has later been moved due to uh, some some more geological issues. Um, but they were they were shocked they were stunned that a group of like little little kids came and presented such a such a compelling argument that's awesome (laughs) um i love the fact that you practice for an entire month before like i just think about all the skills that went into um preparing for that first presentation and then the second one um you know that it there's so many things that um that you guys just are talking about the skill sets that you can hear that you've developed because of this the work on this project um we do have to take one more quick break um so when we come back we'll we'll continue our conversation and learn more about this amazing project. So stay with us on the power of young people to change the world. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. For nearly 40 years, the Minnesota-based National Youth Leadership Council has worked globally to transform classrooms, empower teachers, and captivate students by leading the way in providing high-quality, dynamic service learning content to school districts, classrooms, after-school programs, and everything in between. NYLC accelerates student achievement by strengthening academic, civic, and character outcomes through service learning. They tap into the passion, creativity, and ingenuity of all young people to make meaningful change happen. NYLC offers a variety of paths to reach service learning excellence through membership, its annual spring national service learning conference, customized professional development, tools, resources, and soon to be released, getting started in service learning. A book designed for teachers ready to lead the way to address real world issues with all young people, inspiring them to serve, learn, change the world. Visit NYLC lc.org to learn more today follow us on twitter for more great ideas at voice america empowerment you are listening to the power of young people to change the world with amy muirs to find out more about amy and the national youth leadership council please visit nylc.org now back to the show so welcome back, everyone. Um, I'm here today with the team from the Lunenburg Skate Park Project. I've got Griffin, Aiden, Mason, and Chris with me. And we'll give a shout out to the other Aiden who wasn't able to be with us tonight. Um, I want to circle back to this, um, the people who supported you. And Chris, I'll ask you if there are if there are others that you'd like to just recognize or talk about who've really been supportive of this project. Yeah, definitely. So to first kind of echo what Griffin said, we've obviously had enormous support from the beginning of the project from our board of selectmen and kind of all the community people in our community. 
And one of the biggest supporters was our seventh grade teacher, uh, Mr. Shaysgreen. He was a huge supporter. From the beginning, I remember making signs in his classroom and he would make them with us. He even hung up a skateboard on his wall in support of us. Mm-hmm. And he was at like the, our first events. He was helping us. He had a, he was a huge voice for our project. And one of the most amazing things though was our last board of selectmen meeting. Basically the, the major board of selectmen people that have been there from the start of our project all took turns telling us about how proud of us they are and how like um, impressed they are with our project and how they loved seeing us evolve as people. That's amazing. It it means so much, right? When you have um, those those teachers in your in your lives who who are there, who are there to like champion you. And it sounds like um, he was definitely one of those teachers. So thanks for sharing that, Chris. Um, Aiden, what have you learned about the young people involved in this work? Like, um, what kind of issues have you heard them talking about um, that that's important to them? Uh, so I think, um, well, mostly they're just really excited. Uh, most of the time when little kids come up to us, they're just rant- they're not ranting, but they're just going on and on about how fun a skate park would be and how cool this idea is. Um, I don't know if I'd call them issues, but I think, um, I think they're just focused on trying to get a place that they can go and skate. Uh, like we've already talked about, Lunenburg is not a conducive environment for that. So um, I think kids in Lunenburg are really just excited to see this come to fruition. Great. Thank you, Aiden. Chris, anything you'd add to that? Yeah, so since the beginning of the project, I've constantly had younger kids come up to me and ask, like, when's the park going to be built? When are we going to be able to use it? And it's just awesome to be able to tell them that it's finally coming to a close. But they've we've had younger people help out with events like the toll booth and obviously the Learn to Skate Day that we told you about, where so many younger kids came and we just taught them how to skate and it was so fun. I have to know, I'm sorry, Chris, what's a toll booth? Like, I know so, what a toll booth is, but what's, what was the toll booth project? Or Yeah, so we've done it multiple times. And so we all just kind of stood in the center of town with huge signs and we were screaming, collecting donations. It was a, it was a blast. We stood out there all day during the graduation, actually. So there was the most traffic going through the center of town. And it was a really successful event. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, Mason, I want to hear from you, like, what's been the most rewarding part of this work and kind of what effects have you seen on your community? Um, I think one of my, my personal, personal, personally, one of the most rewarding things for me is like being able to look at the same people that I looked at in the seventh grade and not be able, being able to be not totally intimidated. Like, uh, just the other week we, uh, we did an update in front of the board of selectmen and it's not all the same people. I think there were only two of the same people that were on when we originally presented to them back like four years ago. But it was just such a different experience from when we first went on from being like practicing our presentation for like three months, going up in front of them presenting versus, you know, kind of doing a quick prep before and then being able to just talk fluently in front of them and relay the information that we needed to get across. And I think seeing after that, seeing how rewarding that was, it was so awesome. And in terms of effects on the community, I think it's just it's brought a huge positive wave into the community because I every time I talk to somebody about the skate park, there's I don't think I've ever heard a single negative comment, especially one directed like towards us, like occasionally hear the single person saying like, oh, it's a skate park. We don't want it in this town. You know, like, what, what does that mean? Bringing these skateboarders to our town. But ninety nine point nine percent of the time, it's always a positive response and it's always so welcome to hear. And it's really great. That's awesome. Um, Mason, or I'm sorry, Aiden, anything you would add about the, the impact or effect that this has had on your community or or the rewarding part for you? Um, well, I think it's, um, I mean, maybe it's just like, there was originally like a skate park built in Lunenburg and it was kind of, they started like kind of the same thing as us. Like they went to the board of selectmen and they got approval to build like a tiny skate park on, in like a tucked away area near some baseball fields we have. 
and uh, I think it's just cool to see the project come like a full 360 because we're building it in the our skate park in a very similar area. But I think um, I think uh, it's really just cool to see how people are impressed and um, and are excited. I've said that so many times, but are excited to see it come true yeah um for and especially for the people who who built the projects like we have one of the guys who built the original skate park is on is working with us on the board so i think it's just cool for people to see that skateboarding has uh stayed around in lunenburg and really is part of the lunenburg community that's awesome you know, the last two years have been challenging because of the pandemic. And and Griffin, I'm wondering if there are any challenges that you guys ran into um, with your project because of that. And if so, like, how did you adapt or what have you done differently because of the pandemic? So when COVID first hit, um, I mean, it hit us just like every other person out in the world. Um we obviously did not like see too many negative consequences besides just like an updated timeline. Um, back uh, when we started the project, we had a, a set two-year timeline, which we were really excited to stick to because most parks take anywhere from like 10 to 15 years to get built when they're wow. privately funded. And we were trying to do it in two, which it would have been a really cool feat to accomplish. But um, we uh, got slowed down immensely once once the virus hit. We had to stop doing our uh, fundraiser push. We um, we were at the when uh, before the virus hit, we were running about one fundraiser every two or three months, and it, it was hectic. We uh, we were doing a lot of work, a lot of PR, and a lot of in person events. And then when it hit, we slowed down and we stopped for maybe half a month before we like, we got our footing and realized what we had to do to keep the park moving. Um, and once we figured out what we had to do, we rolled with it. We did a, uh, a few online fundraisers, like a, a 50-50 event and a uh, tractor. We did a raffle for a tractor, which actually was a really big money draw in town. I think we raised over $3,000 just by selling raffle tickets around town. Um, and we, we pulled the winner online and uh, we dropped off the tractor at their house. And that was it. Um, wow. But... Other than that, uh, we we kind of just stopped the in-person stuff, which really sucked because that was the big part of the project was just yeah. spending all this time together. Like we used to go on these like skate park trips for like the whole day. We would go tour around around the state or we would pick a direction like north, south, east or west. And we would go hit five to 10 skate parks in that direction and go take things that we liked from those parks that we wanted to bring to our own. And we, we couldn't do that anymore. We couldn't be in the same car and it didn't make sense for all of us like to go drive with our parents on these like eight hour trips. So it, it was a real bummer. <laughs> yeah. The, the pandemic kind of threw through everyone for a loop, but it sounds like you guys have really kind of pushed through and, you know, things are moving forward, even though you had to adjust your timeline, Griffin, anything you would add to that? Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, Sorry, Mason. Yeah, Mason. I meant yeah, Mason. I meant Mason. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> you're fine. Um, I think, as I'm sure you know, we started this project many years ago, and this is more of a marathon than a sprint. Mm -hmm. So, while, of course, COVID did have a lot of, you know, negative consequences for us. You know, fundraisers really slowed down. Money wasn't coming in as fast as it was. It also served as, like, a great break for us because, you know, it's hard to stay motivated 100% of the time. So after, of course, we didn't stop completely, but things slowed down as much as you'd expect. So it was just nice to be able to have that quick break and then hopping back into it once everything was getting back to normal was a lot easier. 
That's awesome. I love it. That's so important, right? A marathon versus a sprint. I mean, right. when we're, we're trying to make significant change, you guys are trying to build something like something real that's going to last um, in your community. And yeah, it's, it's not something that can happen overnight. I'm wondering, um, um, Aiden, what's been kind of the most difficult part of being a leader in this project and, and what new skills have you developed that have helped you overcome those challenges? I think one of the hardest part about this was trying to get our voices heard. Mm-hmm. Um, really the, like probably the most challenging was public speaking and trying to improve our public speaking, but it was also trying to get people to take us seriously because from their perspective, we're just a bunch of kids who are trying to get a skate park built and they don't know how, I mean, especially when we were just starting, they didn't know how far along we were, if it was actually going to come, if it was like going to be built. Um, so it's just, it was a struggle trying to get businesses to work with us, but I think it has helped us to grow our confidence and especially public speaking. Cause that, that's pretty much everything with this project. I mean, every interview, every like meeting we've had, it all involves public speaking, um, so and I, I just think it's helped build our personalities and maturity as a whole. That's awesome. Thanks so much for sharing, Aiden. We do have to take one last quick break. And then when we come back, we'll hear some final reflections from our guests today. So stay with us on the power of young people to change the world. And remember, you can follow the show on social media at NYLCORG or find us at NYLC.org. We'll be right back. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. For nearly 40 years, the Minnesota-based National Youth Leadership Council has worked globally to transform classrooms, empower teachers, and captivate students by leading the way in providing high-quality, dynamic service learning content to school districts, classrooms, after-school programs, and everything in between. NYLC accelerates student achievement by strengthening academic, civic, and character outcomes through service learning. They tap into the passion, creativity, and ingenuity of all young people to make meaningful change happen. NYLC offers a variety of paths to reach service learning excellence through membership, its annual spring national service learning conference, customized professional development, tools, resources, and soon to be released, Getting Started in Service Learning, a book designed for teachers ready to lead the way to address real world issues with all young people, inspiring them to serve, learn, change the world. Visit NYLC lc.org to learn more today it's your world motivate change succeed voiceamericaempowerment.com listening to the power of young people to change the world with Amy Muirs. To find out more about Amy and the National Youth Leadership Council, please visit nylc.org. Now back to the show. So in our final few minutes together, I'd really love, I have a couple of questions for you guys. So I want to start with um, what you've learned about yourself because of this project. Um, So Griffin, what have you learned about yourself? I've learned I can do anything. I I can do whatever I want to put my mind to. Um, As we saw, as we've seen with this, this huge project that the size of the project doesn't matter. It's how dedicated I am to what I'm doing. I love that. Chris, how about you? Same question. What have you learned about yourself? One of the biggest things I learned is that I'm way better at public speaking than I thought I ever was. At the beginning of the project, I used to, like like you heard before, we practiced for months just to present to the Board of Selectmen. And now we've been able to do things like presenting to them in rhyme form. We've been confident enough to do that. And it's just awesome. That's amazing. Um, I'm going to ask all of you. So um, Mason, how about you? What have you learned about yourself? Um, Something I've learned about myself is that 
I'm a lot more, I guess, willing to get involved with my community than I originally thought I was. Cause I think that's kind of the most important part when doing any project like this is getting to know the people because you're not going to be able to do this by yourself. So, you know, like forming relationships and getting to know all the people is probably the most important thing you can do because it's uh, it's a group effort. You can't do anything, you know, just one person, especially when it comes to civics and town government like this. Absolutely. Yeah. It takes, it takes the community <laughs> and Aiden, how about you? What have you learned about yourself? Um, I mean, similar to Griffin, but I think I've learned that I can really share my voice because I've always been like a nervous person. So this project has really helped me to open up and uh, really just talk to others confidently. That's wonderful. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Aiden. <laughs> um, then my other question for you guys is if you had like one piece of advice that you wanted to give to our listeners. So we have young people who listen to this show. We also have educators, whether they're teachers or um, after school leaders, nonprofit leaders. Like what is that? What do you want our listeners um, to hear from you about making a difference in their communities? Like, what would you tell them? And so I'll just start at the top again. Griffin, how about you? Um, I'd want them to know that you can do whatever you want. You, as, as long as you put in the time and the effort, it's, it's not gonna, it's not gonna kill you. Um, have fun while you're doing it. And it just make it make it something you love i love yes absolutely right like you have to be connected to whatever it is that the difference you want to make in the world and having fun is definitely makes it um something that you can do for the long term i mean you guys have been doing this for years now um since seventh grade so um you know being able to be in it in the long haul that's that's great great advice griffin thank you um aiden how about you um what's your advice for for anyone listening I think it's just to never give up. Um, we've been working on this project for so long and it's just kind of um, at some point we're just like, we really wanted it to be done because it's just, it's really hard to be honest. It's hard to get motivation, especially through COVID when we can't do any fundraisers or in-person fundraisers. So it's, I think my advice was just to persevere um, and really just wait it out and you can get anything done. Great advice. Absolutely. Chris, how about you? The biggest thing I can say is if you want something done, you can make it happen. Just keep staying with it and keep consistently giving it your all and it'll come true eventually. Absolutely. Um, Mason, how about you? Words of advice? Uh, the thing that I would say is kind of, uh, get some get some expectations on and some goals, short term, long term goals on the project that you're trying to do, because you have to be prepared to be in it for the long haul. Like like Griffin said earlier, originally this was a two year plan for us, and now we're going we're going on five years now, and we're still strong at it. And it's not disappointing for us at all because it's really fun doing this, and we know that we're it's going to get done. But um, it it's just important to know that it could be longer than you think, especially with town government isn't always as fast as you may may uh, like but uh just i think short-term long-term goals keep everything in perspective and it'll be really fun along the entire way that's great yeah the um just kind of like looking through the lens of like yeah having the tenacity really to stick to it um, I'm wondering, I'm going to throw this out to the group. Um, like, where are you at right now with your fundraising goal? And what what's what is it going to take um, for you to be able to make this a reality? So this is your opportunity to, uh, to get folks to say, yeah, we want to see this happen. So where are you at and what is it going to take to, to make this a reality for your community? Um, if you want an exact number for our fundraising goal, I can give it to you. We are at $173,899. Uh, 
which is uh, pretty great for us. We think that we're doing a that's really, really solid job. And for anyone who is looking forward to uh, helping us out or just wanting to look more into the project after this is over, we have a website and it's real simple. Just to remember, it's lunenburgskatepark.com. Lunenburg is L-U-N-E-N-B-U-R-G. And uh, we have our Facebook link. We have donations linked there. And it's any way that you can support is appreciated. Even just sending a quick message of support. Wonderful. Just a, Thank- oh, just a heads up. Um, it's actually .org, not .com. <laughs> so Lunenburg, one more time. Go ahead, Griffin. One more Lunenburg, time. Lunenburgskatepark.org. Perfect. So you guys are doing such amazing work in your community. Um, you know, you're creating something not just for yourselves, but for all of um, all of those youngsters who are coming up behind you, who who want to be active. They want a safe space um, to to play and um, just to be be healthy and active. Right. So, um, I just want to thank you guys so much for joining me today. Um, it really is inspiring to hear, um, the hard work that you've been putting in, um, to see this happen. And also all of the amazing new skills that you've developed around along the way and the new experiences that you've had. Um, I think I can safely say that we're all rooting for you to get this park built. Um, it truly is for the betterment of your community community now and into the future. So um, thank you so much for being here. I also want to give a shout out to Anthony, um, who's behind the scenes um, supporting these um, young leaders. Um, He's doing great work with them um, and supporting their efforts. Um, You can just see this, the leadership and learning um, that he's imparting um, on these students. It's so powerful. Again, thank you guys so much for being on the show and sharing your journey with us. Um, As we wrap up today's episode, I do want to do a little plug. Um, If you're interested in service learning, I want you to think about downloading our latest publication, the newly revised and updated Getting Started in Service Learning. Um, It's a great um, resource to help you look at how you can engage young people like we have on our show today in tackling an issue that they're passionate about. A huge shout out to the Allstate Foundation um, for uh, supporting us in publishing that. It's free in our store at nylc.org. I also just want to encourage all of you to join us in person or virtually at our 33rd Annual National Service Learning Conference. We're going to be in Minneapolis April 20th through the 22nd. Um, It's on the beautiful University of Minnesota campus. Um, And then a week later, April 27th. We're going to all come together virtually. Um, We'll have even more inspiration, connection, and learning. Um, I'm so excited um, to see some of our guests that we've had on the show this past year. We're going to see them in person in Minneapolis and also virtually. Um, So whether you're new to service learning, you're an experienced practitioner, or you're a student who's out there changing the world, this conference, it's definitely one you're going to want to check out. So Get online and register today at nylc.org backslash conference. Um, next Thursday, we have um, another great show. I know I say that, I think, every single week, but truly. Um, I'm going to be joined by students from Andover High School here in Minnesota. Um, this group of students um, shared their voices and their concerns um, about diversity, equity, and inclusion um, in their school. Um, they went and spoke with their school board, and so you want to tune in next week to find out what led up to it and what's happened since um, they shared their voices. So mark your calendars for Thursdays at six o'clock Eastern. And until next week, I invite you to join us as we serve, learn, change the world. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in this week to the power of young people to change the world. Your host, Amy Muirs, will return for another program next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Together, we'll serve, learn, change the world.